Radio TFS, episode number 38. Hi, this is Martin Woodward. This is Greg Duncan. And this is Paul Hacker. Hey guys, good to speak to you. Hey, good morning. Exciting news today. So, hot off the press. Uh, We had to wait for the show until this news was available because, you know, I kind of heard something was coming down the line, but I wanted to wait till till we could actually talk about it. So here we are. Soma's blog. If we go to, um, I'll put a link in the show notes there, but uh, Soma, Soma's Gear's blog. Um, Soma has just announced, guys, that Visual Studio 11 and .NET Framework 4.5 beta will get released on February 29th. Nice. Woohoo! Yeah. So, yeah, it's been an exciting time. It's been a busy few weeks over here, as you can imagine. Christmas yeah, in February. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's exciting stuff. There's got to be some sort of leap year joke to put with that, but uh, yeah, let's so hope it's not another four years to another release. But, um, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stuff. So, um, but it's pretty, uh, you know, if you have a look at um, some of the screenshots, actually Jason Zander's got some great stuff on his blog, which again, I'll stick a link in the show notes for everybody if you haven't seen it already. By the time you listen to the show, you've probably already seen these come flying past anyway. But um, yeah, Jason's got some screenshots of the new UI. So it's um, a completely redesigned new UI, all you know, very clean, very metro-looking. Very, um, we did a lot of work with the the UX designers to um, and a lot of usability analysis to to get rid of some of the clutter, to make it all about you know the code and what you're actually developing, and get rid of you know hundreds of the toolbars and and all that sort of stuff and just allow you to focus on what you're actually developing and and improve lots of the you know the common workflows you do when you're development so hopefully everyone should find it a lot easier to you know discover code and navigate through the code and and things like that so if you want to take a look at jason zander's blog jason z um then uh, that's got some more screenshots um some other things that some other stuff if you go to the uh the Visual Studio team blog. Again, I'll, I'll stick another link in the show notes here. The um, they've got a good run through of the the new developer experience. So w- what you can hope to see once you get a hold of the beta, um, and you know in a few weeks' time, and you'll be able to um, yeah have a look through the screenshots there, see what you think. Um, I'm excited to to hear what you guys think when you get to play with it. Yeah. And I've got one more bit of news that, that's just gone out on Brian Harry's blog as well. Are you ready for this? <laughs> This is this is the news that's most relevant to this show being TFS. <laughs> so um, uh, there's a new TFS SKU just been announced by Brian. Really? Called really? TFS Express. So huh. as you can gather, this is a, a a free version of TFS that anyone, not just MSDN subscribers, but anyone can download and install and have running on their machine and have up to five users connected to it. And it be completely free to use. How about that? Wow, is that like a full version of TFS, or is it just a? I mean, do we get work items and and all that other stuff? Or get work item tracking, uh, build, uh, source code, obviously. Um, now it's it's equivalent to like a TFS basic installation. You know, if I'm you, just going to ask that. That sounds yeah, like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's equivalent to that. Um, completely free for up to five users. Now, what it doesn't have, if you've been using tfspreview.com, that is based on a, a you know a full install of TFS. So, and that has a bunch of the agile uh, planning features in there. 
Um, that's only available when you, you know, when you have a, a full version of TFS. That's not available in TFS Express. TFS Express is all about source code management, work item tracking, build automation, all those sorts of things. Now, does it limit you to strictly five users, or can you pay for like six, seven, eight, nine, ten? Or is it strictly just five users? Um, I'm not. We haven't talked about the the full um, licensing stuff yet. So if you go check Brian's blog for more details, okay. but um, yeah, it uh, there is some limits in there, but I'm not exactly sure what we're talking about quite yet, and what's what's gonna you know get announced at a later time that sort of thing. Okay. Cool. Um, also, if you want some more information, um, if you go over to the Microsoft Press Pass site. Uh, there's a bunch of um, screenshots and videos and things like that there as well. Brian and, and Jason have obviously linked to a bunch of his stuff, but um, you know all the all the things that you probably see anyway in you know a bunch of press articles that go out over the next few days and weeks. Um, you know they're all they'll all be taking their content from the Microsoft.com Press Pass Press Kits developer site. So so there we go. There's the the big leading news. But um, yeah, so. Hey, there we go. In, in, um, what I think we should probably do is, obviously, you know, the news literally just came out this second. So if everyone, you know, if you want to go and have a quick read and stuff, and um, in with the next scheduled show we're due to do is in, it'll be two weeks from today. So um, that'll give everybody a chance to um, download the the beta. We've got the MVP Summit as well next week, uh, Paul. So, um, you know, we'll be, we'll, I dare say we'll be talking about some of this stuff then. And then, um, we'll, you know, we'll meet back here <laughs> around about uh, March 8th, is it, the next show? Yeah. Yeah, March yeah. 8th. So we'll meet back here, here and hopefully by then, um, you know, you guys and some of the listeners as well will have a chance to have, have um, downloaded the beta, installed it, had a play. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk about – we'll have a chat and see what we think. Does that, does that sound like a plan? Works for me. Sounds great. Yep. Okay, well, uh, enjoy those blog posts. And um, Greg, what, what's what have you? What's in the news? What, what's in the TFS news apart from this? Um, good question. Good question. Uh, one of the new items is uh, kind of uh, dovetails well. Uh, it sound, looks like the TFS team is hiring. Oh yeah. So yeah. If if you're interested in uh, uh, being part of the Blue Monster and part of the TFS team. Um, there's a number of vacancies that are available, and you can get more information on that at um, aka.ms work, the number four, VS. And I just want to say as well, while we're talking about that, we, we, do, we do have, that's a great one. There's a bunch of uh, job posts for the team. Um, you know, we're always, um, we're, we're still growing as a team, so we've got lots of lots of jobs available, uh, which is great. Um, lots of exciting things we're working on, which is also good. My team ourselves are hiring in um in raleigh durham in north carolina so um if you want to go to aka.ms slash work for tee then you'll find a link there to um, a job posting for the team explorer everywhere team so hey if you've always if you always wanted to be an eclipse developer at microsoft or whatever <laughs> i'm sure we've got hundreds of people listening to the show who are in exactly that situation <laughs> then uh you know it'd be great you can work on our team but yeah that one that you said what was that again aka.ms slash work for vs was that correct yeah if you go there then you're a bunch of a bunch of the jobs we've got um some you know uh develop you know but to be a developer on the tfs and on the visual studio team so that'd be great what about you paul anything interesting crossed your radar i'm not not really but um um i do want to kind of mention um in our show notes that we're we have some more um stuff to add on from our last show so if you listen to our last show we talked a lot about kanban with with um steve from um northwest cadence 
Uh, and um, we have some more um, articles, basically. Um, one was a dash of Kanban, anyone, which was done by Joel from Imagine It. Um, again, another MVP of ours. And uh, the science of Kanban. So, again, if you listen to our last show and there's some more resources out there for you that um, would piggyback off our last show, we'll have those in our show notes for people to, um, to kind of go and check out. That's um, that from that show what did you what did you think from from uh, having the chat with steve last week i personally loved the show i thought it was one of our best ones um steve's a great guy to talk to he's real energetic and he brings that to the show i think you know so i thought it was a great show yeah and me too have he... tempted to try any kanban principles in your team? <laughs> well he kind of infected me a little bit uh, the week after our show i was having a, a a talk with some people at the water cooler and i was you know spouting out about kanban you know and and, and steve was able to empower me with enough stuff to make it sound like i knew what i was talking about and they're all hey you know that sounds kind of interesting can you give us a talk on kanban it's like oh great you know, so <laughs> that's what I get. Yeah. You know? So now I'll be giving a little brown bag at work, a little bit about Kanban and, you know, have to go back and re-listen to that because uh, there was so much information in that interview great. to Grok. And then the show notes from uh, our last show had a bunch of great uh, Kanban resources and go through those and talk to everybody on our team about it. Now, whether we're going to jump to Kanban or not, uh, you know, I am not really sure, but it's the exposure to something different. I think that's the key, the, the key as much as anything else. And, you know, Steve constantly talked about, not constantly, but mentioned, you know, continuous improvement. And, you know, if you can pick up one thing, then you've won. You know, that's one thing to help you improve, then, you know, you're a winner and you're constantly improving. So, yeah, that's the key thing to me is that you, Kanban isn't so much a process template that you stick into TFS and, and blindly follow. It, mm-hmm. It's more about formalizing the way that we're going to improve how we're doing things, you know? Right, so, right, right. So let's not, let's not just say, hey, do it this way and there's a magic bullet. It's formalize how we're going to think about how we improve our process. Like I said last week, you know, it's more a, more a state of mind than an actual process kind of thing. So uh, that's why I think it's good. So well, we'll see. It seems it does seem to be that ne- next level of um, sophistication once you've kind of already got the hang of being more agile. You know, it, it, it's okay. I, I, I'm I'm being more agile. We're delivering in you know what three week iterations or however many you know we're, we're delivering things in iterations. How do we now try and improve on that and and get a bit more sophisticated about it and and think about how we improve? So. Yeah, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed it. And so uh, that was, um, what do you say there again, Paul? So that was the, a dash of Kanban at tinyurl.com slash dash Kanban um, from Joel. And then also uh, the other post were from uh, Carl. Was that Carl Scotland? The, um, yes. Uh, the Science of Kanban one. Science cool. Can, right, okay, right, right, fantastic. Right. Hey, um, before we go on, I wanted to make, uh, if I can give a quick plug, I am... Um, some foolhardly have <laughs> signed up to to do what's called the Great North Run in uh, in Newcastle in September. So um, yeah, I'm d- doing it for charity. So uh, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go run a half marathon. <laughs> wow! 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 No, it's not exactly have you ever done that before? Heck no. <laughs> <laughs> and are you training for it or? Uh, I've started. Uh, uh, you know, like. Like running on, yeah, I know. Yeah, running was just one of those things that, like, you know, crazy people do. 
But um, I've been trying to get a bit fitter, and I can run now. I can do like a, a five-mile run now, fairly, you know, without killing myself. When I start, I did. Um, there's a program called Couch to 5K. So when yeah. I started, I, I literally couldn't run for 90 seconds. You know, I I, I thought I was going to vomit. It was horrible. Um, so yeah, and I've got all the way up to running. You know, I can run for an hour now without feeling wow. like I'm going to vomit. But um, so yeah. So if you go to tinyurl.com you're gonna like this url tinyurl.com slash run fatso and you get to my page <laughs> and uh I'm, I'm doing i'm raising money for the the stroke association um my mum um had a stroke before she passed away so uh they did some great work um for her and uh, for people with strokes so um yeah so we're trying to try and raise some money for those. So if, uh, I'd encourage, you know, if any listeners <clears throat> out there would like to <laughs> would like to donate some money to Stroke Association and guilt me into making sure I do run around that course, you know, 13 miles, then, um, then yeah, tinyurl.com slash runfat. So that'd be fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's great when people give back to the community like that. I'm a big proponent of it, you know, whether it's volunteering or doing something for charity and, you know, uh, I, I guess like you mentioned, Martin, I encourage people, you know, please donate. You know, it's not so much, you know, for for this, but the, the, the cause, you know, it's helping those other people out there and, you know, paying yeah. the Well, the, the, there's a story behind the, why the Great North Run. I mean, the Great North Run's a, a sort of quite a famous run in, in the UK and in, in um, the northeast of England where I used to live. And um, in, in the first house I um, moved to when I lived, when I moved out of home, you know, to go work in my first job. Um, it was it it was actually turned out it was on the course of the Great North Run, um, which I didn't know about at the time um, until the actual sort of Sunday morning uh, when it started. And you know, I was oh, what's what's this going on outside my my window kind of thing. The problem was my um, my mum and dad and my mum had 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 the stroke by then, you know, and she was she's still recovering and stuff. And um, uh, she had her first one, and um, she was she you know she she still was having a bit of trouble with mobility and stuff. And uh, mum and dad came to visit me in my new my new flat in uh, in, in Gateshead, and uh, yeah, they they got sort of a, a few a couple of miles away from the house, and then realised <laughs> that the roads are blocked because the Great North Run was on, and so my uh, my mum, you know, oh. poor mum who's still recovering had to like w- you know walk sort of you know, just over I think it was like a couple of miles along the wrong way up the course because everyone's running the other way and she's running up the course towards my well walking up the course towards my house to come see me so she struggled that way to come see me so I figured uh, I figured the best I could do was struggle around you know 13 miles in the hours of daylight hopefully to try and uh, try and raise some money for charity so there we go anyway yeah. moving on back to TFS news what, so, what have you got from what have you got yeah so here's something um so one of the things that came up is I saw this blog post on how you fix the um the virtual machine for devil the devil 11 preview um because apparently the SQL express instance that's on there actually expired and so when you're trying to run um like the fabricam uh, fabricam application it, it will fail because of this so there's a fix out there for that um but my thing is how relevant is this virtual machine going to be now that we're releasing new bits? Are they going to release a new virtual machine, or are we going to still demo off the old virtual machine? Does anybody know yet or have an opinion on it? Uh, we have nothing else to announce that's not on those logs right now. But uh, Soma's definitely announced that we're releasing the bits. So, you know, uh, we, we um, usually at some point after we release the bits, we usually get a VM out there. But I'm not, I'm not sure, you know, when we'll have that VM available. But for now, in between, you know, 
uh, we don't have a bits available yet so in between now and the beta then yeah uh, brian keller's fix um at tinyurl.com slash fix vs dpvhd that's the place to go to if you want to figure out how to get the current developer preview virtual machine and how to have it working for you up until you can get hold of the latest beta bits right 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 now I got a question around the beta bits. I know that Microsoft's done this in the past. They've attached like a go live license to betas. Mm. Um, is this pre pre that stage, or or is there some talk about having a go live license for folks that may want to start actually putting this thing out in their development environment and really hitting it hardcore? Yeah, great um, question. So no, um, if you go to um, Soma and Jason, both covered the um, there is a go live license as part of this beta, so you can um, install these these things. You know, use them to develop. Uh, live products we would love for you to do that because it's only once you you know it's only once you use the products in anger and and try and build some real stuff that we'll get any feedback so we have support available um and the 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 eulers you know the the license terms that come with have a a clause in there which allows you to use them for for production use so yeah the tfs preview already has a go live license as well by the way so if you're uh and the build for tfs preview is you know basically the beta build as well so um if you go if you're storing code in tfs preview or if you're storing code in the tfs beta bits that you'll you know be installing soon um then yep you can just go live with those so that's fantastic the 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 developer developer preview couldn't the go live license also says that we'll um not only we be able to um we we support you you know developing using these products to develop stuff for live production use we also will upgrade like your TFS instance, you know, when you when you install TFS, the the, the final released version, then um, we will be able to upgrade from the beta to that release, and your all your data will come along too. Nice, nice. That gives me some ideas. It's got my wheels spinning. Uh huh. Definitely. Yeah. I imagine. Yeah. There's a good chance that uh, you know Brian Keller and Dan Fernandez do a this week on Channel Nine. And I, I would expect, uh, I think the plan is actually to talk about both uh, VS11 uh, coming out as well as the Go Live license and even the TFS Express. So uh, that show should ship anywhere between uh, tomorrow to Saturday. Yeah, so by the time you listen to this, it's probably also available. So right. I'll stick have a I'll stick a link in the show notes to Channel Nine, and then if you head back there, you'll be able to go back and um, you know go go hopefully see Brian and and Dan talk a bit more about it. Yep. Brian actually does a lot, you know, did a lot of the work on the whole releases, so he's a lot more aware of um, what what we are talking about and what we're not talking about quite yet. So that's that's good. <laughs> yep. Okay. Hey, I I had something I wanted to. Um, share with you i was in um amsterdam last week i had, did a talk at um tech days in the netherlands um which is great great session um in fact i'll include a link in the show notes to it too while i remember but um but what um i wanted to mention one of the questions i got asked was you know with tfs preview how it how it uses live ids mm-hmm. a lot of people were thinking that that means that they have to you know they have to use their sort of at hotmail.com or at live.com email addresses for for using TFS preview and it, there doesn't seem to be there wasn't awareness in the audience that you could actually use you know any domain as a live id so I, my live id is martin at woodwardweb.com um which is the one i use so um for everything and um martin hinchwood actually did a, a blog post if you go to tinyurl.com slash custom live id um he's done a blog post that explains 
you know how not only can you use your your own custom domain for a live id but you can actually also lock it down so that nobody can create a um, live id for that domain apart from the administrator which is quite nice i mean yeah. it, it sends email verification when you do when you do it to that you own the email address anyway but um it means that yeah you can <clears throat> you can make it so that um you you know your company paul or sasmadeeasy.com whatever um uh, only you can be the person that that creates live IDs for sasmadeeasy.com and not only can it can you do it there's also an uh, a .net SDK for creating them so you could you could on um, you know you could create a bit a quick bit of program which could on mass create a bunch of live IDs for the people in your company that you want to have using tfspreview.com so uh, yeah uh, tinyurl.com/customliveid now um, in the future we use um, ACS for authentication on on TFS Preview. So um, in the future, we hope to, uh, to be able to hook into say Active Directory Federation services. You know, some some federated domain credential. Right, right, nice. Um, so that you can use your own password policies and things like that. But that's not there yet. That's that's in the future. So for today, doing this is a is a great approach. I got a question on the AD part. Um, ADFS 2.0, um, um, we looked at that, and uh, one of the things that I saw was that, and if I, if I remember correctly, doesn't the, the company that wants to do federated have to have a domain controller on their side as well as a domain controller on the other side of the pipe? To, um, to I don't think they have to have one on the other side of the pipe, but uh, the, there is a significant amount of plumbing which has to be done to get ADFS to work. Yeah, um, I know that, yeah. And so... That's one of the reasons why we haven't gone there yet, because um, because of this plumbing that needs to get done. So um, yeah, it's a non-trivial exercise to get set up, and so that's we're we're trying to see what we can do to improve that as well as um, you know some of this work before we release it. So we'll see how we get on. But once we do have um, once we do make ADFS a supported way of authenticating. Then we'll obviously have more details about how to get that set up and, and so yeah. on and so forth. But, okay. but don't assume it's going to be, you know, it will be a, it will be a non-trivial undertaking to get your domain credentials shared yeah. over the internet because it's going to involve lots of people. It's going to involve your domain admins and all those sorts of people, you know. Right, right, right. So for now, corporate live IDs are the way to go, I think. Yeah, sounds like it. Okay. And speaking of things that are awareness, um, one of the things or lack of awareness, I should say, is one of the things that I see a lot of uh, lack of awareness around is what we call the Team uh, Explorer Everywhere tool. Um, and, and you folks know what this is. It's the tool that lets folks work from a Java environment or uh, other types of environments. Yeah, I, I was surprised. I was surprised as well that there's there is a, it's still a lack of awareness of it. It, it breaks there the heart. There is. I, I, I talk to people and they have no clue that they are able to work from their Java environment, for example, and use um, TFS. They're just completely I, – I don't know if it's a marketing thing or what it is, but the awareness just doesn't seem to be there. And it's a great tool because it allows everybody to come to the, to the table and play. Hmm. Yeah. So, what, should, what should we do? What should we do about that to, to raise awareness about it then? Well, I don't know. Um, you know, maybe maybe having a Channel Nine webcast on it, you know, and talk about TE and uh, you know things like that. Um, I, I you know I, I do it in my user group and I promote it in the companies that I talk to. Um, but um, other than that, I don't know what Microsoft should do around the marketing piece of it. But I think they should do do something more than what they're doing because so because of the lack of awareness. And I don't like I said, maybe it's doing some Channel Nine videos and um, things like that. I, I don't know. 
Yeah, it's definitely um, people are always amazed by how rich the integration is that we have there into Eclipse and that we have cross-platform. Um, obviously, um, um, we, it's not as well. J- Jason mentions it a little bit um, in some of the stuff that's going out. I mean, it's gone out today, but um, Team Explorer everywhere is is shipping same time. You know, it's shipping along with the beta. <clears throat> it's part of the beta release. It's part of the, it was part of a developer preview release and, and you know be part of the final release. So um, and you're always can talk to the TFS version that's there. Now, if you go to um, uh, Giles Davis, who's uh, a, a, a good friend over in the UK, he works for Microsoft UK. He's got a post up um, tinyurl.com/agile-tee, where he's t- where he's explaining some of the the Team Explorer Everywhere stuff. Giles is actually involved in um, a lot of the customers I and I speak with as well over in the UK that are using Team Explorer Everywhere. Um, okay. So yeah, he, he's got a lot of experience there. I also um, did a uh, talk at the ALM summit so um recently aka.ms slash alm summit um i did a channel nine you know which is on channel nine the video there of a talk and one of the things i was doing was showing some of the capabilities of team explorer everywhere with um within tfs 11 and te 11 so you know we, we've added a new we talked about it the other week local workspaces and we're, we're going to have to do we'll have to do a bunch of these sessions where we like take a feature you know mm-hmm. and just go deep on it that, that arrived in the beta but um local workspaces is, is a great feature where all the files are, are uh, read write locally and that's huge for cross-platform developers because um you when the files are read write locally, it's a lot easier to just use the command line, you know, and you just do a tf get get the files. Um, you just do a tf status to see to to get it to pick up changes, and then do a tf check in to add them. It just it just works, and uh, so the whole local workspace thing there was a heavy influence from the cross-platform side to get that done and it all works completely you know the same from te as it does from from visual studio we even did a bunch of work um on the side-by-side compatibility story so if you're running eclipse on windows and visual studio on windows and say the um the shell extensions you know uh on windows if you check out a file in one of those applications then it We've done some super clever magic behind the scenes where automatically, like Visual Studio, when you do a checkout, it automatically notifies Eclipse that the checkout was done over in over in Visual Studio land, you know, on the same oh, wow. workspace. You mm. never even have to press refresh anymore over in Eclipse. It just works. Um, and the same with the shell extensions and stuff. So, no, that's, um, yeah, we did, we did a lot of work. The other major thing we did in T, uh, um in TFS 11 um, was around supporting the execute bit, you know, on non-Windows file systems. So um, you can, you, you are, if you have a shell script or something that you want to actually run, then on Unix you have to, you have to say it's executable. You basically do a chmod, um, you know, u plus x on the file, and then then you can execute it. Now that's how you know you can execute it. Um, and so previously in TFS 2010, you have to check in a file called a .tp attributes file, which said which tells Team Explorer everywhere that hey, this is going to be executable when I get the file. Now it's all just done automatically. We actually added a bunch of work on the server, so the server can store metadata about files, not just the file itself. And Team Explorer everywhere, one of the things it does on on non-Windows file systems is when you um, when you check in the file, it automatically checks, you know, hey, what are the permissions on this file? And if you have the execute bit set, it it stores that as it's checking in, 
and then when you do a get it sets the execute bit as you get in the file so it all just works transparently even better actually um you can have you can have checked in the file um and then you just do a you know you do gmod a plus x to set the execute bit and then you do you know tf check in and it'll automatically detect that the file's execute bit has changed and check in the execute bit being added you don't have to explicitly add it so in, in that way are actually uh, significantly better than things like uh, subversion and stuff you know in terms of, of picking up those execute bits changes and making it all happen transparently so yeah I'm, I'm quite pleased with the stuff that's happened for tfs 11 for around cross-platform so thanks for mentioning that paul uh, <laughs> how, we'll, we'll probably why don't we have a show about about i, I feel bad about doing it because it's like my baby <laughs> But we should have a show about the cross-platform stuff sometime, and you can ask a bunch of questions. We should, because the yeah. other thing you brought up was the, the the extensions, the shell extensions. Again, people don't know what the shell extensions are when I talk yeah. to them. Yeah. And and I and I work with companies that work with like, for example, they work with XML files that manage their um, so, some uh, proxies in their organization. So they're basically updating XML files. They're not using Visual Studio, but they're using TFS to version these things. Mm-hmm. And um, and I showed them the shell extensions, and they were just tickled because yeah. now they can work from Windows Explorer, and it's it's great. They love it. Yeah, and using local workspaces, that behave, that that workflow is so much better because you don't have to check out files anymore. You can just edit in Notepad and and then do the TF check in, and it just you know it's just so much easier with local workspaces. So, yeah. yeah, it's good. Anything else, Greg? We've got time for probably a, a couple more stories. Yeah, just a couple things that I wanted to. Uh, touch on this week. Uh, there was, you know, we were talking about uh, uh, cross-platform. Well, this is kind of cross-platform. The, one of the things that I see a lot you know, as a corporate developer is, you know, we don't necessarily upgrade our Visual Studios versions you know, as quickly as many of the developers want to. You know, there's a lot of VS 2005 still out there, still a lot of VS 2008 out there. And there's questions about, um, you know, do we need to keep the TFS server 2008 to work with our VS 2008? Do we need to keep the old TFS 2005 for VS 2005? And the answer is no, you don't. VS 2005 can easily, with a uh, forward compatibility patch, talk to TFS 2010. And hopefully they'll continue this with uh, the next version of TFS, but that hasn't been announced yet. But, you know, the idea is that, you know, you don't have to keep these old TFS versions around for these old versions of Visual Studio if you are happen to be in that boat. Um, you can find more information on this blog post on tinyurl, old, T, uh, sorry, correction, new TFS, old VS. And now that, that post will talk about uh, the patches that you need and um, give you download links for those. The other cool. thing I want to talk about. One of the things about. I always recommend, actually, is is that because um, yeah, you're right. People assume. I actually was talking to some company where they they had a bunch of old TFS versions. Like they had a TFS 2005, a TFS 2008, yeah. and a TFS 2010 because they thought they needed it for their Visual Studio 2005, Visual Studio 2008, and Visual Studio 2010. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> no, you really don't. <laughs> just just run the latest version of TFS and use that to you know use the install the forward compatibility patches so that you can talk to it from your older IDEs or the MISCI provider Greg as well for you you know yeah. VB6 guys out there um, the other thing I want to talk about is you know we talk about team foundation uh, service preview quite a bit here uh, saw a post come across my stream that uh, there was a number of videos that you know you mentioned a while ago yeah 
Um, well, we, you know, we've talked about it here a bunch that there's the TFS preview has been through a number of iterations since then, very active number of iterations. Well, the videos have been re-recorded with the latest bits. So, uh, tinyurl new TFS videos, and those videos will go through. Uh, the, the overview, the getting started, managing security, agile project management, using the Microsoft Test Manager and Eclipse with TFS Preview. Um, and they've been all those videos have been updated for the latest bits. Yeah, thanks very much to uh, Richard Hunhausen did those videos for us. So thanks to Richard and, and Greg Bohr updated the post. So yeah, it's, it's um, some good stuff. And, you know, as we obviously we're updating the service very frequently. So as we as we um, update the service, we're going to keep going back and you know keep updating the help and keep updating these so that they're still relevant to people coming coming new to the service. That's one of the challenges of of delivering in an agile way. You know, is that documentation can get out of date if you don't keep it up to date. So we're we're doing all we can to keep that stuff up to date. So yeah, great stuff. Great. Yeah, speaking of videos, um, there's a bunch more um out there too from companies like Northwest Cadence and Imagine It. Um, again, Imagine It is a uh, Canadian-based um, consulting company around a lot of things, including uh, ALM, Visual Studio, TFS, and Northwest Cadence, of course, does similar work in, here in the United States. And uh, they have some great videos out there um, on how to do a lot of the things that people want to do with, with, with Visual Studio, TFS, um, and the such. And I really encourage people to go watch those. As a company, we direct some of our customers to some of their videos just because they're real informative and it saves us the time of having to do it for them, they can go watch it at their leisure. Right, I'll stick a I'll stick some uh, some links in the show notes. Steve is obviously he was on the show last week. He's from Northwest Cadence, so uh, fantastic. Yeah, I'll do that in the show notes. Brilliant. Okay, well, I think the um, the homework for everyone then, and <laughs> between now and the next show, is to keep on top of uh, all the all the beta announcements. So you know, if you if you're not already subscribed to Brian Harry's blog and Jason Zander's blog, then subscribe to those now. Go and read up about the beta release that's uh, coming up. When the beta does get released, get it downloaded, installed, and uh, um, send your feedback to uh, radiotfs at gmail.com. Let us know what you think about it. Obviously, send your bug reports to Microsoft, not not to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you want to email us, radiotfs at gmail.com, let us know what you think. Um, and we'll certainly be talking about it over the next uh, next uh, few months, I think, guys. I think it's going to give us plenty to talk about. Oh, we've we've got the um, voicemail number as well. I forgot to mention. So if you um, if you're driving in the car right now and you want to give us some feedback, then you can dial four two five two three three eight three seven nine and uh, give us some feedback there. Okay, I think that's the show, guys. So thanks yep. very much. And, thanks, guys. Yeah, and we'll uh, speak to you next time on Radio TFS.